0: Hello, and welcome to the Scriptures are Real podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about elements of the scriptures that have become real to us because we believe that helps us draw more power into our lives, and we need that power. I'm your host, Carrie Muelstein, and I have with me, I think it's safe to say, my very favorite guest. I think this is her third time on the podcast, and I'm sure not the last, but my very favorite guest. This is my wife, Julianne. Hi, Julianne. Hi, Carrie. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) this is one of the few where we just get to stand here together instead of two different people on two different computers or anything else. So anyway, it's good to have Julianne with us, and we've introduced her uh, in a number of other podcasts. uh, But uh, anything you'd like to tell them about yourself?
1: I'm happy to be here with you, and hopefully we can enjoy our time
0: together. Uh, Many people may not know we actually met uh, at the study abroad in Jerusalem. Uh and uh of course Julianne's been back there several times with me and leads tours there and all sorts of stuff, but mostly her she keeps me in line. That's that's the that's her, my job. That's yeah, my that's the hardest job. Role. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The hardest job she has. Uh, and also tries to help me wear clothes that coordinate. But anyway, <laughs> uh all right, so we're going to talk about Daniel today. So why don't you just tell us, Julianne, some of the things that have been on your mind about Daniel? We've we've done one podcast episode with Lamar on this. Uh, and uh, then Julianne, we I felt like had lots of great things to add, and so let's uh, talk about whatever you'd like to talk about.
1: All right. Well, I've already listened to that podcast with Lamar and and Carrie, and I think that they did a great job Thank laying you. things out with the historical content and all all laying out the whole book of Daniel. And before we get started, speaking of the Jerusalem Center, this last I think. Well, anyway, one of these times that we were at the Jerusalem Center with students, they um, came up with this really creative name uh. for a, uh, w- they have this place where the students meet and have this little snack area. And they always come up with creative names, but this particular one fits uh, this book of scripture and it's, they called it Snack Shack, Me Snack, and to bed I go. Pretty clever. Yeah. Yep.
0: okay. Yeah. That's that is a good one. Anyway, all right.
1: All right, so uh, taking a look at Daniel here, something that really stood out to me with Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is uh, their desire to really be consecrated in their efforts, really be valiant. And that takes a mindset uh, and a determination to do so. In fact, in uh, uh, the Daniel 1, Verse eight, eight. but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. So this really stood out to me um, because this is how we can all like level up, right? Is thinking ahead of time, right? Living with uh, intention, living a valiant life, being uh, covenant, valiant covenant keepers, right? Being covenant living uh, in how we do things. And and that takes a mindset of thinking about it ahead of time and being determined to stick to it in very difficult circumstances. He was in a, a situation where he you he would easily be able to think he couldn't control his food. The Lord would surely understand, right? And and make justifications. But he had purpose in his heart that he would not defile himself, that he would stay true to his covenants that he had made. And and you see this. Just as the beginning, as this book opens, the strength that that sets up for the entire book. Don't you think?
0: I absolutely agree. And I think that that intentionality that Julianne talks about that a bit and and makes some real efforts for that in her life uh, to be intentional in uh, being following the Lord and drawing closer to the Lord and serving others rather than just. I mean, there is something we all have to be flexible and take things as they come but uh, being intentional about it uh, is, is a really important thing to say, okay, here is uh, what I can do and, and how I will do it.
1: Right. And in all things, the only way we can know if we're on the right path is to keep the spirit with us. And the spirit will help us know what, what, how to act, right. And when to choose to not be acted upon about the things that are going around on around us. And when do we need to stand up? And, um, and it's, it's hard to always know, but when we have the Spirit, the Spirit can help us know those those times and those ways. And Daniel certainly knew here, and it made a big difference. It, it changed the course of his life. It put him in a position of, of standing out in a way that he continued to be able to share the gospel and be able to stand up for other uh, Jews and be able to stand up for uh, helping others see God for who he is throughout the whole book of Daniel.
0: I love that, that thought of uh, acting rather than being acted upon. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know so often I'm just reacting to everything going on around me, but hopefully, and we'll have to do that, but hopefully we've thought through, these are the things that are important to me. Here are the things I'm going to do about it. And then that is part of what we, every reaction is ensconced within that plan.
1: Right. Well, and I think, really a key component of intentional living is starting out each day with a, with a mindset of drawing close to the Lord. And so with prayer and scripture and really kind of setting our intention, that that is our priority and bringing the spirit in the very beginning of each day into our life. So that when we, that, that sets intentional living, right? It just sets our priorities. It sets our, our mind for the, the rest of the day. And as we Establish those daily habits, right? The daily habits determine our destiny. And then th- that's that's intentional living right there, right? Mm-hmm. just sets it all that's
0: up. Sounded like President Monson.
1: Well, I was. <laughs> I was trying to. Um, okay. Uh, and another thing that I think is really um, prevalent through all of the Old Testament, and then you see it again here in the book of Daniel, is this message of hope. And this—it's this a strong and powerful message that uh, really can go from a, a, a feeling of there is no way to get out of this moment, right? There, this is such a terrible situation, and all is lost, right? That—that's—that's that's how we can see a situation for sure, and we see it again and again in, in the Old Testament, and here again in, in Daniel, you see these these moments—you have where Daniel uh, is being told that all of the wise men are going to be slain. Right. And the decision has already been made by the King it's done. And, um, and, and you, in that moment, it seems like all is lost, right? There's, there's no hope, but again and again, the Lord shows us that he is in charge. He has all power and all strength and does a 180 change here with, with uh, he he Daniel goes with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to me they they clearly uh, commune together and pray together, right? They then Daniel went to his house and he talked to um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his companions. In the scriptures, they're using their their Hebrew names, but um, and they they would desire the mercies of God of heaven concerning the this, this secret, so t- to learn the dream and. God reveals it to him and then they go and share the dream with the king. And it's not just okay now you're not going to be slain, right? So then in verse 48 he says after Daniel reveals the secret to the king, then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts, made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon. And and in 49 then Daniel requested the king and he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. So Daniel's continually also trying to work, I think, here to build the kingdom, right? To put in others in, in a position of strength also, so that that he is furthering this work and and having more influence um in the affairs of the kingdom. So such a change, such a change from you know, being put to death to being put in charge right it's yeah. you you just can't even foresee that that's going to be the result
0: uh, besides the verses you read if we read verse 47 the one right before 48 it turns out um <laughs> the king answered unto daniel and said of a truth it is that your god is a god of gods and a lord of kings and a revealer of secrets seeing thou couldst reveal this secret so uh we'll come back to that idea later what the the king's reactions are in these different times but i it's so it's both an uh, an effect on the king and on Daniel and his friends' opportunities to be a force for good. When, as you said, when there was no hope and then suddenly it works out better. It reminds me of uh, President Benson who said uh, men and women who turn their lives over to Christ will find that he can make much more of their lives than they can, right? That, that's what happened here.
1: Right, right. Absolutely. And But yet sometimes we waver and we think, you know, we lean under our own understanding and, and we get scared and maybe even misstep because we lose our faith that we can get out of this. Okay. But we see that again with, um, well, with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego with, with the worshiping um, the idol and they refuse to do so. And they're, um, you know, they're brought to Nebuchadnezzar and, you know, he, he talks with them about it and they say, well, God will deliver us. But if not, right, they they have that full faith that they are going to stand with God regardless. And that reminds me of Job. Job says, though he slay me, yet will I trust in will I trust in him? And, you know, that's that's a that's a powerful faith. Right. That's that's real faith. That's not faithing. That's not trusting in Lord if the outcomes are what we want, right? That's just plain trusting in the Lord, um, right? Just Christ gave us that example. Thy will be done. Uh, Mary gave us that example. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Uh, Be done to me according to thy word. We hear again and again, here am I, send me. Um, Speak, thy servant heareth. We we hear these things throughout the scriptures. It's really true faith. That is whatever... The outcome, right? We see that in with Alma and Amulek, whatever the outcome we are uh, trusting in the Lord. Here, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they they continue in that faith, right? and and they are going to believe even when they're going to be thrown into the fiery furnace, and they don't know what the outcome will be. Uh, They they have faith and trust in the Lord himself. And so but it's exciting to have a story like this where you can see not only their experience, but also, again, the experience of the king's faith being built and his understanding Mm -hmm. of who um, God is. And and again, he says in verse twenty nine. Uh, he says, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort, right? So just really helping him come to that understanding that while he is a polytheistic uh, believer, I guess is how you say it, mm-hmm. uh, which is very confusing. We'll talk about that in a minute. but But here it is, he's realizing that none of these other gods that he's believing in can deliver after this sort, and so, again, here he promotes Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, into higher positions of authority, and uh, they they all um, are continuing to be able to to build the kingdom as they continue to trust in God, and he he delivers again and again.
0: Good, and and I think I love this idea you're bringing up the trusting in. Uh, what God is is doing rather than the outcomes, right? And that's difficult. And we're all going to have times where we have to work our way through that. And we've just recently seen that even as we were going through Jeremiah, there were times where Jeremiah expected an outcome eh, or at least the lack of certain outcomes. He expected it not to be this hard. He expected it not to go this way. Um, And that's not how it went. And it took Jeremiah aback and it was hard. Mm-hmm. and but then jeremiah persevered through anyway and that's a great model for us because i think that we'll often say wait i thought it was going to be this way i was doing this because i thought it's how it was going to go and then we have to say okay well it's not so what is going to happen how is this going to work out i can't remember who but someone in this uh, last conference used a, a metaphor that i really liked where he said you know when you go on trips you often have layovers and God's answers to <laughs> prayers are often like layovers, right? You, he sent you here, but it's not so you could get there. That's where you're going to hang out for a while before he sends you somewhere else. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that's a, a great metaphor. And we see that it, it, you know, thank goodness Mormon and Moroni have this perspective where, and I think that it probably took them a little while to get there. And I think Mormon's helping Moroni to get there to say, you know what, our outcomes are not going to be what we want, mm-hmm. but we still have to engage in the process.
1: And Abinadi, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's, it's throughout the scriptures that we have to see this, this realization that we have to trust in the Lord and, uh, and his plan. And it's, it's hard to know what that plan is. We just have to move forward in, in faith and not in um, a, a certain aspect that we think will be, if we do this, then we get this right. And we get stuck in that we get stuck in that or sometimes and we both had this experience where we feel like we've had answers to for a certain outcome right that this is the path we're on and we have in our mind it's this this ending outcome right so for myself i had this really strong desire and i felt prompted that i should prepare and go on a mission and so my feeling was that my outcome would be i would go on a mission in, in my youth and and instead, I married this man. Um, and it was a little confusing for a little while because I felt like I had already gotten an answers going on a mission. And so shouldn't that be what I was doing? But the all that preparation that the Lord had put me through actually put me ready for a turning point to be ready to join with him and God in a, a marriage and a covenant marriage and move forward in a, in a better um trajectory in, in my life so I think it was
0: probably also partially for me I think if you hadn't been about to go on a mission I would have gotten around to proposing three or four or nine years later so uh, I think that, that 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 was probably to help both of
1: them yeah, there's probably a lot of things involved right not not just one or two things and and probably a lot of things that we aren't even aware of at this point but but often we have paths that turn out a lot differently and a lot better for us. Because when we let the Lord be in charge, it's always better. And we see this again with Daniel in the lion's den, right? He is, he's not going to fear man and he's going to kneel down and and say his prayers and and continue on again, already having established that intentional living, that uh, valiant covenant keeping, that this is what was Of importance to him and what he believed in and then regardless of the outcome he was going to do it and so he gets cast into the lion's den and at which
0: point it seems like again there's no way out right (laughs) no
1: no way out right I would definitely feel like if I was getting thrown into a a den of lions especially ones that have been trained to kill that that would be they're hungry that that and that this was the process. I mean, this wasn't just Daniel. This was a, a process of torture and uh, uh, to, so that you don't defy the king, right? And so um, I'm sure he's well aware, as is everyone else, that when you get thrown in the lion's den, that's it, yeah. right? You're not coming out. And and you you see King Darius also very concerned about this, um, and that it also turns him to god right he he so even in this horrible process again this is an experience that is helping someone else strengthen and understand who god is strengthen his testimony and so he prays all night and then daniel again is 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 saved in a situation that seems impossible but yet nothing is impossible for god
0: yeah yeah i love how you've put that you know when when there is no hope, it turns out there's always hope.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: When when but there's no not, way out, God finds then, a way out. Yeah.
1: yeah. But still, but if not, that's exactly right. right? Yeah. Then we trust in God. So, yeah. but he does and I do, I do want to share these two quotes. Um, I can't quite recall where I got them from, but Jenna Canop uh, is I think how you say her name. And I think it might've been in something that BYU put out. Um Anyway, she says faith, isn't really faith if we abandon it every time our expectations aren't fulfilled to exactness. Hmm. Uh, Well said, well said, Jenna. And then she also says, don't let perceived unrewarded efforts or initial letdowns take you off the covenant path. And I think if at any moment that these four men uh, would have let their you know, those moments where it looked like there was no way out, determine their action, right? That they were acted upon and, and determined a yeah. change in action. It's there to
0: say, God has abandoned mm-hmm. me. I'm going to be thrown in the lion's That I'm going to be thrown in the fiery furnace. I might as well not do this because yeah. God's, God's not coming through for me.
1: Yeah, it would take them off the covenant path and surely God would not have come through, right? It would have changed the story. The out, It would have been, you know, it had been a self-prophecy, really, <laughs> To, that they that they would have taken a different path, and so so would the Lord have, right? And so it really we've got to drive this into our hearts. Uh, and I think there will be a lot of things in our lives where unless we've driven this heart in our hearts, and unless we've determined to live each day intentionally on the covenant path, we we will find ourselves on a different trajectory. trajectory. Ooh, Alexia, help there too. <laughs> Trajectory.
0: Say on a different trajectory. Say that.
1: On a different trajectory, and uh, we'll we'll. I would hate to see that.
0: Say we will find ourselves on a different trajectory.
1: We will find ourselves on a different trajectory, and you know, in the next life, as we're watching our the video of our lives, or however that's going to work, that will be the moment that we think, "Oh, why didn't I just stay the course? Why didn't I just trust in the Lord?" And um, I hope we can all have the, the strength to do so. I hope I can have the strength to do so in those moments. Um, Alma 36, three says, whosoever shall put their trust in God shall be supported in their trials and their troubles and their afflictions and shall be lifted up at the last day. Um, and, and I just want to expound just a little bit past Daniel. I, we do, have done that a little bit already But um, there are so many moments, and maybe you can start thinking also. um, But there's so many moments that this is the case, right? We have Adam and Eve right at the beginning in the garden, where they have sinned, and you can feel that moment for them, where they feel like we we have blown it. All is lost. All is lost. There we have we have done what we were told not to, and we'll we'll take our uh, consequences, but all is lost. Right. And then God comes in with his uh, understanding that is so beyond ours. Right. I love how you say it, um, that it would be a great, God would be a great disappointment if really we could understand his mind in our finite uh, minds that yeah. we If could, he did things in yeah. ways
0: that made sense to us, then he's not that much better than us.
1: Right. Right. But here we see, again, he and he understands things we don't. And, and Adam and Eve, were, we saw that. And he, God's plan from the very beginning is hope-filled. Um, we have the experience of Enoch, where the whole land is so full of sin. And with a lot of consecrated effort, right? A lot of, I'm sure, prayer and intentional uh, effort on Enoch's part. He works with the people. And um, after years of effort, the city is so righteous. The people that he's been working with are so righteous that they are translated and, and brought up to heaven. And I mean, that's just such a 180 again. And we just have those experiences throughout all of scripture and really heavy in the, uh, in the Old Testament.
0: Yeah. Well, should we talk about Nebuchadnezzar?
1: Okay. Yep. Let's talk about Nebuchadnezzar. Um. So one thing I was asking Carrie about is to understand Nebuchadnezzar a little bit more. And if he could give some insight on Nebuchadnezzar, Uh. you know, it, it's interesting to see, you know, we could talk about the, all the different kings that we see here in Daniel, but uh, and they would be similar i i feel like in in this instance but taking a look at nebuchadnezzar in particular he is polytheistic and you can see as he goes through these experiences uh with the jews that he's starting to understand a little by little that that their god is is more powerful and stands out but yet he continually I think melds him in with the rest of the gods he believes in. So, and this keeps affecting him and it affects the story. And so what kind of insight or what kind of thoughts do you have that you can share with us? Yeah. I've thought about
0: that a lot and, and even more since you brought it up. Um, I think there are at least two, I'm sure there are more, but at least two lessons we should learn from this. So Nebuchadnezzar is one of the most powerful rulers that the, the world has had. Um, he built a huge dynasty it doesn't last that long or a huge empire but it doesn't last that long um but it, it's it's big and it's glorious in his day and he is full of himself and uh i mean it's heady for him he's really full of himself uh and yet he has these experiences Talk about
1: an idol that's... So yeah. how bit large is that idol like
0: i don't remember but he, yeah <laughs> it's a pretty big idol of himself and so on. i mean he's he's into this right um and yet he has some humbling experiences. We don't often talk about chapter four. Uh, I believe it's chapter four where he uh, goes insane for a while. And you don't have any record of that in. Um, uh, yeah, he goes insane for a little while in chapter four. Uh, you don't have record of that in the uh, any other accounts. Um, it, he, is, again, at the end of this is acknowledging how wonderful and amazing Jehovah is. Um, and I would assume that that Daniel's account is true, and that uh, just the these incidents where he acknowledges Jehovah end up being little blips in his life rather than something sustained. And I think there are at least two things to think of in these regards. well, three, so uh, well let, let's deal first of all with what Julianne was talking about that this is a polytheistic society, right? So when he recognizes that Jehovah is powerful, and amazing, that doesn't mean that he stops believing in all the other gods. Instead, this is just another god in the vast pantheon, and he gives him for a moment some credit for being amazing, and then he's back to doing his normal thing. So those are really two, two things that happen to us. One, as he has experiences that should really transform him and his worship instead he doesn't get rid of the world the ideas he brought with him as he learns about and from god and i think we all do that to some degree we all have experiences with god but we're so saturated in the ideas the world has given us that it's hard to really adopt what god is trying to get us to adopt because the world has influenced us so much. I I have to think this is a big part of why president Nelson has pled with us make less time for social and other media and more time for Christ. Make sure that God is prevailing the most in your life Uh, and so on and so on. Right. Uh, Don't turn to the things of the world for rest and peace and happiness. Uh, You've got to get rid of the world. Really? This is our big thing. Get rid of our fallen natures, get rid of all these ideas of the world. And there we, we, all of mankind has always been saturated by the ideas of the world, but I think our generation more than it, because we can soak it in from 5,000 different media sources 24 mm-hmm. seven, right. Even while we're sleeping, if we want, we can have something playing or anything. I mean, it's, we are so saturated and thus we are, I think we are more like Nebuchadnezzar than we would guess.
1: Yeah. And I think that's where we come, need to come back to this idea of intentional Living right we mean we need to set our intentions like Daniel did and that if we're not acting right if we're not doing those things to set our mind to turn toward God right and 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 push out all these other things we don't set, set a time aside to do so where we're where we're prayerful and and drawing close to the spirit and finding answers in the scriptures then we will get pulled in to you know these yeah. other things that are so prevalent around us that draw us in quite easily and we don't even recognize it.
0: Yeah. I mean, so much of the media has little hidden messages that we don't even realize. Just, I, I, I'm really, really.
1: Yeah, I like how you admonish the ward. Maybe you've shared this on here before, but to our award, uh, you shared with them the idea to do one thing different, right? What's one thing you can do to... Remove from your life, and in in the same time, do something that draws you closer to the God. What to God? What can you replace that with that will get you closer yeah. to Him? And and that's kind of what we're looking at, even with Nebuchadnezzar, right? And instead of trying to remove other things and just focus on on God, right? He just tries to keep them all together. That's and exactly it, <laughs> right. And it creates doesn't work confusion for him, yeah. right? Like I don't quite get this, right? You know, and and so he keeps. Right. Uh, fumbling here. Yeah,
0: I would say if we could do it. I mean, you choose whatever timetable you want. But like, if you just once a month, maybe on fast end, you say, okay, what's the thing I'm going to get rid of? And for me, it's been like things that I once thought were harmless. So I'm like, okay, I like all sorts of different kind of entertainment. I'm going to start replacing stuff that is maybe even neutral. I'm going to get rid of some neutral entertainment and replace it with something that's more uplifting. So. Uh, you know, instead of listening to this kind of audio book, I'm turning more and more to like Deseret book and Seagull book and audio, but it's just entertaining things, but that are written by members of the church that have some, the, the underlying message is, is edifying rather than an underlying line messages is, is worldly and so on. Whatever it is for you, just once a month, once a week, whatever you do, get rid of one thing uh, and replace it with making more time for Christ is really the idea. Um, the other element of this is, is really related, which is we often have these big experiences where we want to change and then we go back to life as normal. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to just, the way we would put it is uh, with, with Peter to just go a fishing, right? He had this incredible experience with Christ. Now Christ is God. I'm going fishing because that's what I did before. Right. Uh, and, and that happens all the time. So again, this intentionality uh, and, and uh, so on, when you have these experiences where you want to change, you have to make plans and, and make that change stick rather than be short-lived, which is a problem that Nebuchadnezzar has.
1: Yeah. That's great insight. And, and so applicable to us, right? We we all have these experiences where we feel the spirit and feel that great desire to be born again, right? And to never sin again and never stray from the Lord's will for us. And then, but, it, it, it has to be constant, right? It has to be consistent, our efforts, or else we we find ourselves being pulled. Yeah,
0: yeah it's good. It's very good. Um, I'd say the last thing is that this the book of Daniel, there, there are plenty of books. Jonah is one, Amos and others, but the book of Daniel, maybe more than any other, shows us that God is the God of the whole world. He cares about everyone, every society, every, right? We've got two different empires that he's dealing with their leaders and trying to teach them and trying to shape them. Uh, he is the God of all, all things, great and small. Uh, he's in every detail. He, well, I don't know about every detail, but he's in details in every nation, every people, every kindred, every tongue. Uh, he is working all throughout the earth to bring about his purposes. And that's a, a really comforting thing and an important thing to recognize.
1: Yeah. And again, so much hope, right? And that that's so beautiful. Right. It's for all people. It's for um, in all situations. Right. In moments of loss of hope and uh, in and in, in for each individual. And there, you know, he's not a respecter of persons. It's all. And, you know, what a what a blessing we have to have this knowledge and this understanding because it changes everything if, if we internalize it. As we go out and interact with people, and as we uh, take on the challenges and trials of our life, it it is what creates that foundational peace and comfort um, that we know of this plan, and that it is for everyone that wants to take part, and and the love extends to everyone. Uh, and and you know, we've been talking about this kind of in a general sense. But sometimes when we're, you know, looking at people that we love and they've really gone off course. And it does seem like, you know, it's easy to feel like all is lost, right? But yet we see here in the scriptures, these moments that feels like all is lost and yet God shows us it all is not lost. And the, the it's a plan of happiness and a plan of hope and um and that's real and the power is real and i'm so grateful
0: amen (laughs) amen